This is the Friday, April 15th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. A busy, busy Friday with some breaking news, and we'll get you set for today and also into the weekend with a ton of NBA action. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian, joined this morning by Aaron Dolan. And Aaron, we have some uh, developing news here in the NBA world. Yeah, some breaking news, which is terrible if you look at my Twitter, because I talked about this player and his player prop for today, but you can break it to our podcast viewers in case they didn't hear. Yeah, so Paul George uh, is out for tonight due to the COVID safety protocol, and that's a big blow because this team, I thought, had really hit its stride. I was ready to lay four and really Mm -hmm. excited for this team. (laughs) I even thought 70-1 to was worth a flyer uh, just because you never know when Kawhi is going to return, and even Kawhi doesn't know, and just, you know, the nature of the beast, so to speak. But, look, the Clippers are not all of a sudden going to be out of it. I mean, look what they did last year in the playoffs. They pulled off the upset of Utah and Terrence Mann came out of nowhere. We know how that ended, but I think I'm seeing like one new Orleans is a road favorite. That seems a little much, but I certainly understand Mm -hmm. it's a, it's certainly a blow, but it's not like he suffered a major injury. So you can dangle the carrot for the Clippers. If you're in that locker room, like, Hey, let's win. Then we'll get PG back in the first round and then go from there. So it's not like he's out for the entire postseason with a serious injury. So I, I see. We I think we get a good effort from the Clips. I just I'm not ready to pull the trigger here. I just it's a mm-hmm. tough ask, and it's a it's a sudden a sudden change. Yeah, I almost feel like this is a game you just don't play. Maybe look at some player props. Jonas Valanciunas he's averaging 23 points, 13 boards in four games versus the Clippers. So I think he could have a really big game. But again, you have to wait for these player combos to post. I'm sure the books right now are scrambling trying to figure out what they want to do. But yeah, I mean for this line to swing five and a half points already, I'm seeing Pelicans minus one and a half on the book. I'm looking at. I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, Paul George is going to move the line with his absence. Absolutely. But like you said, I don't think the Clippers are just going to roll over. And that's the end of that. Right. And if the question is, how much do we believe in the Pelicans? We know the slow start. Mm-hmm. And I almost throw that out because no Ingram. Right. And then they've added McCollum. So it's a diff- much different team. Right. Since that since that mm-hmm. midseason trade. And then other guys have evolved like Herb Jones and company. So I'm not counting them out. But this Clippers team is really deep. And they've learned to, they, they had learned to play without PG. So I'm going to wait and see. Do some live wagering. As for the okay. first game, I, I like the Hawks here. I know the road record. Well aware of it. It's all you hear about all week. But this is a different team. Maybe it was a deep playoff run hangover that the Hawks had and why they started so poorly. But this team over the last couple of months, I've said it all week, it's kind of like you have to assess it like we do March Madness with teams peaking at the right time, maybe uh, tweaked lineup and all that stuff. I, I just I, I think highly of this Atlanta team. And given that they've had a few days off, this is not like a regular road game during the regular season where you're grinding out a road trip. And then your road record kind of is indicative of how you're going to perform. This is a situ- isolated situation. I'm not putting too much stock in that road record. So I'm going to lay it here. Yeah, I also would want to lay the points here. I mean, I know we're trying to see what's going to happen with Jared Allen, but I just want to mention the Cavs dropped to 20th in opponent points in the paint during that stretch, and their defensive rating plummeted to 24th with Allen injured. And they just haven't played great down the stretch, three and seven. The Hawks, meanwhile, heating up seven and three down the stretch. I mean, like you mentioned, the road situations and whatnot, but I do like laying the points with the Hawks. And one other player prop that I quickly like for tonight is Trey Young over 41 and a half points and assists. I think he could have a big game. Um, he's averaged 32 and a half points and nine assists in four games versus Cleveland. He didn't come close to this number against the Hornets, but we knew that considering the Hornets, as we talked about on the show, are successful at limiting young during the regular season. So we expected this and I like Trey young over 41 and a half points and assists and would lay it with the Hawks. All right. As for the weekend, I don't have a real strong opinion on any sides. I, I lean T wolves plus seven. If you can get the full seven, but I really like two series prices and I'll mention them. Now I like the bucks. 
minus two and a half games. I don't think the Bulls get more than a game. I think it's a gentleman's sweep at worst for Milwaukee. It's just a really bad matchup. The Bucks have dominated Chicago and the Bulls. Yeah, they're great in terms of like against bad teams and, and average teams. But once they go up in class, they're just outmanned. And I don't think the Bucks are going to like, you know, look past them or anything like that. They've kind of hit their peak at the end of the season. So, and I really like the Warriors. I, I don't think they're worried about Denver at all. I mean, obviously, Jokic is fantastic, but Golden State has developed with all these injuries. They develop the other guys throughout the season, and uh, that that includes like guys like uh, Kaminga. It includes guys like Jordan Poole. So there's just a lot to like with this team. And uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna fire on like minus one and a half games. I'll lay the two fifty to forty. And I just think the Warriors are going to get past them because they're finally healthy. I mean, they have, the big three for Golden State, Draymond, Clay, and Steph, have only played together 11 minutes, not games, 11 minutes all season. And I think when they're healthy, now Steph's not even fully healthy yet, but when he is, they're just going to be a juggernaut, especially with these, these role players who've just developed over the year. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, obviously, you've made a lot of great points in terms of the series prices. I have a ton of different plays. Uh, I'll just kind of rip through them. Jazz Mavericks, I like Rudy Gobert to have over 14 and a half rebounds. I know this seems really high, but I think I'll have a big game, and I don't really see the Mavericks having an answer for him since Kristaps Porzingis was traded to Washington. He's hit over this in five of the last eight games. Uh, and the Raptors, 76ers, I do lean towards the Raptors covering, covering, and I think Tobias Harris will have under one and a half made threes. Uh, he's shooting 18.8% from three against the Raptors, so he's gone three for 16 in four matchups. So I think he'll make under his made threes prop. Also liking um, Patrick Beverly under nine and a half points. He had seven points against the Clippers, and he was fired up uh, in case anybody wasn't you know, on social media this week. He's averaging nine points in four games versus the Grizzlies, and he's only hit over this twice in the last 10 games. I also lean towards Memphis first half. Um, they're the best team in the league in terms of covering the first half spread, but I will say they've only done it once in their meetings against uh, the Timberwolves this season, so it is a little bit of a riskier one, but I just think the Grizzlies in the last, you know, couple of games, they've been top 10 in opponent three-point percentage shooting and field goal percentage in the last 15 games. Their defense is ranked third right now in that same stretch, whereas uh, the Timberwolves, they've trickled down to 22nd in defensive rating. Um, for the Nets, I kind of lean towards them covering on the road. I think they need a big game in this op to open the series. And then for the Bulls-Bucks, one of the player props that I like is Giannis under 45 and a half points and rebounds. He hasn't hit this once against the Chicago Bulls. I just feel that Giannis doesn't really need to do as much as you think against the Bulls. Like I think he'll be great in the opening, you know, two quarters, but if they take a huge lead, they're going to end up sitting him probably for some of the time in the third quarter, fourth quarter, just to rest him. So I do like under 45 and a half points and rebounds for that one. Yeah. I heard someone trying to give the same argument, but arguing for like De DeRozan to lead the being high score or something like that um, because of that rationale, like DeRozan's going to get his, that. but yeah, exactly. I was like, wow, that's, and it's like pretty solid odds because you know, the Bucs are expected to win by a lot of points. Therefore, the team mm -hmm. will have a lot more points, but they have balanced scoring as opposed to DeRozan's going to get his. And uh, he obviously has the playoff experience. So, all right, that covers it. Good stuff across the board. Aaron, I'll uh, see you. We have uh, six Eastern ESPN2, then we're off for the weekend. So hope everyone tunes into Daily Wager this evening, and we'll be back on the podcast Monday. Mm -hmm.